You know, in a way, it feels like we've been preparing to talk about today's topic for a long time now. We've discussed some of the different elements at length. In Recursive Rumble, we talked about demolition and the glory of tag team synergy. In The Effin' Show, we discussed the pros and cons of elevated violence in wrestling and how it's best used as a condiment rather than an entree. And in our two snapshots of The Rock's rivalry with Mick Foley, we saw how slapstick and character-driven comedy contributed to the wrestling boom of the late 90s and early 2000s. If we threw all of these ingredients into a pot, we'd get the TLC match. Three very different tag teams, all doing battle with folding chairs and press board tables, trying to scale aluminum ladders to retrieve championship belts hanging from the ceiling of the arena. It's a human demolition derby with a wacky physicality that feels like it was storyboarded by Chuck Jones. This week on I Hate Wrestling, it's tables and ladders and chairs. Oh my. today like a mountain stream that's just what i was doing beautiful beautiful <laughs> katie welcome back to the sh to the show i was gonna say the podcast and i said the spodcast nice i'm very glad to be here on this spodcast <laughs> <laughs> on this beautiful day <laughs> how is uh how is the weather in uh Merry old England today. Horrible, I trust. It's um, it's better than usual, which is to say, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some kind of sun happening somewhere, so that's good. I'm not used to that, so that's good. It's mildly terrifying. It's. I'm always fascinated by these. Sort of. I. I, I get. I get that y'all are an island. Sure. I understand that part. There's land yeah. completely surrounded by water. I'm with you. Yep. What I don't understand is why so many clouds all the time. We don't understand it either. They're just there. This is just where they are now. Because we just have everybody's clouds. You're a relatively flat land, yeah? There's no massive mountains. I yeah, mean, you've like, got mountains, but not like mountain yeah. mountains. Exactly, yeah. We have nothing that should attract clouds. Right, you haven't got you haven't got Alps. Right, this is just where they like to hang out. Yeah. And make everybody's lives gray and miserable. Like the England is fun. We got clouds, we've got more clouds. The Pacific Northwest, I understand, right? Because you're just on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. This is this massive mountain range. Although, you know, given the ge the differences in geographical scale, it's entirely possible that England is closer to the Alps than, <laughs> than like, Portland is to the Rockies. So what the fuck am I talking about? I mean, maybe. I'll have to look that up and get back to you. <laughs> maybe it's about size because it's a small island so maybe every country just has a set number of clouds and we just have all of ours just center around where i'm living right now yeah i always uh <laughs> I, i'm gonna look this up uh right now because I'm, I'm always curious about the scale 
of because you know you have this idea like oh countries are countries you know they're the same scale yeah and it's like it's not which is why you hear things like oh you know Norway has 100% adult literacy and it's like yeah because there's like 2 million people that live in Norway (laughs) yeah we're tiny we're really we're a very small island I don't know why we're allowed to I don't know have any say in anything well, you know, you can thank uh, Queen Victoria, I guess, <laughs> and her strident foreign policy. Yeah, that'd do it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, me here in, in, in my corner of the world is currently exerting as much insidious influence just yeah, through, right. through television and, uh, and etc. Okay, that's fine. We might be even. So, let's see here. I've had I've had listeners from all over this this fun planet. I I had my first listener from Georgia the other day. The uh, oh. the uh, Eastern European one, not the uh, the Southern American one. Yeah, I'm sure you've had from both. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so now they can say hi to each other. Yeah. <laughs> both Georgians. <laughs> Who are you? I'm you, but Slavic. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, all that's unusable. Katie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi. We're just, get, we're giving them the old razzle-dazzle. Um, so, Katie, last time you were on the show, we talked about, uh, The Rock and his good friend, Mitchard Foley. We did. We did two Mick Foley episodes, right? We did the... We did the first one where he won his first world championship, and then we did the second one where The Rock ate a roll off the floor. Yep, yes, we did. <laughs> I enjoyed the the first one was kind of a dark look into his his past and present, and then in the second one it was the, the sock got put in the oven, right, the and so- then I laughed until I cried. <laughs> The sock got put into the oven. The rock ate a roll off the floor. Mick Foley got like three liters of Pepsi poured on him. It was good times. And then, right? (laughs) A guy got choked with a phone cord, I think. I forgot about that. And then someone, uh, someone was crushed under a forklift. Yeah, good times. To end the festivities. Yeah. Yeah, so a real uh, a real exhibition of hold and counter hold. Uh, today, we are here to talk about another match, which has almost no actual wrestling in it. Good. We're here to. Hooray! T- <laughs> uh, well, boo on wrestling, right? Who, who needs to talk <laughs> about the actual physical art of wrestling? We're here to talk about spectacle. Right. That's good. That's a good place for me to. I don't have to worry about remembering wrestling moves now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, Jim Ross, who you may remember, he's the uh, he's the iconic pro wrestling announcer. By God, he's got a family. You know. Okay. There was a period of time, where, and actually, it's pretty pretty topical considering who we're talking about today. There was a wrestling move called the Impaler. Well, that sounds fun. Well, see, Edge and Christian, who we'll get to in a minute, they were originally vampires. Cool. So one of them had a move called the Impaler. Why aren't they still vampires? Uh, well, I guess somebody killed the head vampire. 
there was a head vampire, actually. Well, we'll, we'll talk about their origin story in just a second, but... Oh, good, I'm excited. There was the Impaler, and Jim Ross clearly didn't know what it was called, so anytime somebody did a big move during one of their matches, he'd be like, The Impaler! <laughs> I, can, I can respect that. So I in like a, if I was the wrestling announcer, <laughs> I'd be good as well. There's, uh, Eric Bischoff was a wrestling announcer for, uh, WCW. He was a really big martial arts guy. Like, he loved, he loved going to the strip mall to practice his karate. Cool. So, anytime somebody was doing, uh, any kind of kick in a match, he called it a back leg front kick. <laughs> cool, cool. Which is like any kick. That's where your leg yeah. starts in the back and you move it to the front. So, just call yeah. it a kick. It's a standard kick. I mean, he's not wrong. You're right, but it's like saying, like, it's like going to the bakery and ordering an unbuttered roll. Like, yeah, you have to, like, that's, why are you saying that? (laughs) So, the reason we're talking about this match today, apart from the fact that it's a crazy spectacle, is that I think during your first episode, you expressed a certain fondness for the Hardy Boys during your year. I did, yeah. So... This is a match in which the Hardy Boys are one of the belligerent forces. We've got the Hardy Boys, we've got the Dudley Boys, both of whom are spelled with a Z. Yep, yep. And Edge and Christian. No Z's there. And no Z's, correct. And these <laughs> six gentlemen form the backbone of like the the exciting tag team revolution of the 1990s, like the late 90s. That's just when I was getting into wrestling. Right, right. So when a lot of people, you know, lapsed fans look back and they think about the great tag teams that they remember, it's these three teams. First of all, I guess let's talk about the Hardy Boys because they were your team. They were my team, yeah. So so what was it that spoke to you about the Hardy Boys? I... I honestly don't know, aside from the fact that I had a bit of a crush on them, which is, it was bewildering then, and it's bewildering now. I mean, (laughs) I'm bisexual, um, which for me means that I have a crush on every woman, most non-binary people, and there's like 10 men that I've ever found acceptable. And one of them was Matt Hardy. (laughs) For some reason, one of them is Matt Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the mesh shirt? I think it was the long hair and the mesh and then the gloves were happening and they were kind of acrobatic and I, I, I don't know, I guess I was just feeling that. Right, it's a, it's, it's a look, right? It's a cargo pant, it's a velvet or like almost like a sheer t-shirt Yeah. and a, yeah. And a fingerless opera glove. Yeah, the fingerless gloves, that whole look. Yep, a little soul patch, mm-hmm. some very, very wet hair. Yeah, oh, yeah, the wet hair, apparently. Yeah, that's part of it, I guess. I guess that was part of it. Now, they didn't talk a lot back then, I don't think. No. In recent years, they've spoken a lot more, and they have the thickest North Carolina accents you've ever heard. So I don't know if that's part of that for you. Like, is that exotic? I mean, that that might have done it to me. Yeah, as soon as we finish this, uh, as soon as we finish this title match, we're gonna go to Waffle House. We're gonna get us. I mean, for me now, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I probably liked that they were just completely silent and did a lot of backwards. Yes, and Jeff also is rainbow colored. 
So that's the Hardy Boys. They are sort of, they're daredevils, right? They jump off of very high structures. And they also had, of interest to a, a young Matt, Lita. Yeah, shared girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how they do things in, uh, in the Carolinas, I guess. Um, she was an interesting character because she was, she did things that the other female wrestlers of the time didn't do. Like she jumped off the top rope also. Yeah. And she also wore a cargo pant. She did. (laughs) Often with a, often with a thong hitched comically high above the cargo pant. I feel like when, when I watched the homework and, um, Lita was in one of the videos. I think I had a crush on Lita as well, but I just kind of put that somewhere else for a while. Because when I watched it, I was like, damn. (laughs) This brings back memories. All of a sudden you're like, oh! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lita still looks great. Lita is still, uh, she's still super awesome. She's got, I don't know if she still does, but she had a, uh, she had a punk band for a while called the Lucha Gores. Oh, that's really cool. But we'll get to the, we'll get to the the post, uh, you know, the afterlives of these characters in a bit. Our second group of belligerents is the Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the Dudley Boys? Um, I'm gonna go with thick. They are thick. <laughs> now they're thick both in the in the sense of being like idiots, sure, but also physically. Yeah. They're beef boys. Beef boys. <laughs> exactly. But there's a lot of different tropes going on with the Dudley boys, and I'm not sure I understand what all of those are, because they're supposed to be brothers. Yeah. They originally came from ECW, which I don't know if you ever got any of that in the UK. Uh, I don't think so. It was like, uh, I've got an episode about ECW uh, coming down the pike. It might actually air before this one. It was... More of a renegade promotion. Sure. It was shot in, uh, it was shot in like smaller arenas, like smoke-filled arenas. It was years before they had TV or pay-per-view, and the only way you could get it was to buy like thrice-copied VHS tapes. It kind of looked like you would watch an ECW tape, and it kind of looked like a snuff film, like it was just very grainy and very violent, and it kind of felt like something you weren't supposed to be seeing. (laughs) That's where the Dudley Boys came from. And their, yeah, and their origin story was that there were like 50 of these guys, like a whole family of Dudleys. They were all half-siblings, and their father, Big Daddy Dudley, was a traveling salesman who had a girlfriend in every town. So naturally, all of the Dudleys, once they found out about each other, all like 15 of them or whatever got together and decided to make a run at professional wrestling. That's the only natural response. Right. Only three of the Dudleys ever made it to the big time. Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike. These are the ones that you would see on WWE. And their favorite thing to do was throw people through tables. Yep. I'm not sure why. <laughs> why not? Because, and this is just me, as a lifelong wrestling fan, I do not like people getting thrown through tables. I think it looks dumb. If somebody falls through a press board table, I think it's pretty clear that the table breaks your fall. Yeah. It doesn't read that it hurts more. I mean, it looks impressive. I suppose. 
but it seems like a really strange thing to build your entire professional identity on. Yeah, I get that. Like, I was surprised that you said that, because for some reason I thought that you'd be really into table breaking. I'm not so much into table breaking, especially because tables continue to be a thing. Like, yeah. the main event of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35 in 2019, had a spot where somebody went under the ring and grabbed a table. And I'm like, why is it still under there? <laughs> is it covered in cobwebs? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I'm fine with a table being involved in, like, if The Rock had thrown Mick Foley through a table in the halftime heat match. Yeah. Fine. It makes sense. But, like, the idea that there's just a bunch of folding tables under a professional wrestling ring that I know only got set up, like, an hour before the cameras started rolling, that's insane to me. You know what? I was with the table breaking, but now I'm kind of angry at table breaking. You're <laughs> right, damn it. Yeah, it's, it beggars belief. <laughs> I mean, much of wrestling does, but... I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm willing to meet you halfway on so many things, pro wrestling, but this is a bridge too far. So anyway, what did you think of the, uh, the, the Dudley Boys' homework, the sort of highlights of them throwing people through tables? I mean, the one thing, the main thing that I took away was um, there were a couple of sections where kind of people getting thrown through tables or whatever, and then it kind of cut to Bubba's face just kind of staring at it, like, wide-eyed, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah, the the catatonic, almost, like, post-coital yeah. thrown-through-the-table face. Yeah, what was happening there? I, I, I had a very, suddenly a very strong memory of, memory of watching that. I guess it's a very evocative image, but it's, it's strange to me. <laughs> it was strange to me as well. I guess we should also talk about, while we're talking about the weird, strangely of their time things that the Dudley boys do, they also do the Wazap. Oh, yeah. Where the Wazap, if uh, if I have any listeners who were blessedly born after the year of Lord Lord 2000, it was a commercial where people called each other on the phone and then just said, Wazap! And it was really popular for some reason. And it made its, it was so popular that it made its way into the move set of the Dudley Boys. And essentially what would happen was Bubba Ray would sort of stand over a fallen opponent and spread their legs. And then Devon would climb the ropes and they would lock eyes and they would go, up? And then Devon would fly off the ropes and hit his opponent in the testicles with his forehead. And thousands of people lost their shit. Like, I was, I was alive and watching at this time, and it's strange to me. I'm just trying to picture just not being around in the 90s and listening to that. Right. Just imagine being a kid. Because the Dudley Boys did make a few return runs. They had a, a like in 2015, they had kind of a retirement tour in WWE. And they were still doing the Waz Up. And I guess my question is, if you were not around for the first Dudley Boys run, where you understood that this was like a weird crib from a beer commercial, what did you think they were doing? <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know, if they were around now and they were doing the ball rap with my wife and right. then, like, the elbowing someone in the face. <laughs> 
Right. That's going to be my new professional wrestling finishing maneuver is the Borat voice my wife elbow drop. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and also I hate it. So that's the Dudley Boys. And then the third group here is Edge and Christian, who were my favorite of the three teams. Edge and Christian were like, I don't even know how to describe their characters, like surfer-esque maybe? I mean, they, they, they had this weird little private language. You know, if you're good at something, you'd be reeking of awesomeness. And if you were bad at something, you'd be reeking of suckitude. They were like evil jocks? Yeah, kind of like evil jocks. <laughs> but also like super dorks. Yeah. If you recall, they were really fond of kazoos. Oh, God. It's all coming back to me suddenly. <laughs> I'm getting a headache. <laughs> Yeah, part of their character was being enthusiastic about strange things like kazoos and soda. They had a a whole array of insults to call people like chump stain and gearbox. So I'm going to be watching those videos and using those insults now. Yeah, absolutely. Their career path is also super weird. They started as like sexy vampires. I really want to hear more about the sexy vampires. This might have been a little bit before your time, but there was a character called Gangrel. Cool. He came in around, like, 98, and he was explicitly a vampire. Like, he wrestled in a frilly shirt, and he had fangs, and he would drink from a goblet, which, uh, they never said there was blood in it, but they would say a viscous substance. Sure. Which is a weird thing to say because it kind of implies it's like ketchup or corn syrup or something. There are a lot of viscous substances out there. Yeah, there's plenty of them. He was like, he was explicitly a vampire and he came in, uh, he was feuding with Edge, who originally was like a mysterious loner type guy who wore a pleather trench coat. Nice. And as part of his feud with Edge, he brought in Edge's younger brother, Christian, who also wrestled in a frilly shirt, but he had long blonde hair like Edge, was fond of an indoor sunglass like Edge, and eventually these three put aside their feuding and fussing, and they uh, they joined forces as The Brood. Nice. This sounds like such a better era of wrestling. The Brood joined up with The Undertaker briefly. That makes sense. But then split off into their own thing. And Edge and Christian, I guess, just one day decided they were not going to be vampires anymore. I don't think that's how vampirism works. Well, this is around the time that Gangrel disappeared, so I guess the disappearance uh, of Gangrel counts as, like, the destruction of the head vampire. Like, maybe if you're a wrestler, if he gets fired, that works as well as him getting staked through the heart. That's about the same thing. I want to say, actually, they broke away from Gangrel, and Gangrel actually briefly managed the Hardy Boys as the new brood. That sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. So Edge and Christian eventually broke away from the Hardy, or broke away from Gangrel. Gangrel hooked up with the Hardys, and they kind of had a rivalry going for a little while. Mm -hmm. And from there, their characters sort of diverged. And we got Edge and Christian becoming these more cheesy comedy characters, and Matt and Jeff becoming more daredevils. Mm -hmm. And then we got the addition of the Dudley Boys who came into WWE from ECW. So now you have these three teams, all of whom are very distinct, very different, 
styles, physicalities, personalities, and they're all competing for the number one spot. The only solution is to put all three teams in the same match. Because each one of them also has their own signature weapon, the Dudley boys with their tables, the Hardy boys with jumping off of ladders, and Edge and Christian got really good at hitting people with chairs, Mm -hmm. the tables, ladders, and chairs match was invented. Holy shit, I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of the, t- the the tables, ladders, and chairs stuff, the TLC stuff? I don't know. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I think there's something. I might remember kind of as I watch. So it's all three teams. Mm-hmm. It's a free-for-all. You don't have to tag in and out. They're all in the ring at the same time. You can essentially do anything you want to your opponents. Anything you do with a ladder, a table, or a chair is legal. And because there's no disqualifications, you can even get outside help. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lita showed up or if Spike Dudley showed up or if Edge and Christian's friend Rhino showed up. Well, I remember Rhino. Yeah, he's like a a, a very cylindrical man. <laughs> well described. He's got a he's got a cylindrical torso with very thick arms and legs, and he, he runs at you really hard and it hurts a lot. Hence the name. so that's tlc that's the rundown of these characters that's their weapons their friends their motivations do you have any other uh any other thoughts about the the videos that you watched or these teams in general i did want to say um so one of the videos we watched um edge and christian um were taunting the hardy boys oh the whole movies um, being like cute teenagers wrestling yes. and the Hardy Boys were there like oh this is unacceptable and I was just like but it's really cute <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even why Why was that bad? I think it was supposed to be embarrassing because the Hardy Boys are like supposed to be these these daredevil badasses right and Edge and Christian are showing footage of them being like goofy 12 year olds in their backyard yeah I guess like but it's they, it's endearing for sure yeah. But I guess they were essentially like, oh, look, these people were teenagers in the 90s. <laughs> like, many, many people were. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is just because I don't get embarrassed easily. But yeah, and then they used it as a trap and, like, beat them up a whole bunch, which was fun. Yeah, Edge and Christian are <laughs> very sneaky. Yeah. I also love that they, they went through the trouble of dressing up as, like, Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> to show these these scandalous home videos. Hardy boys, you have nothing to be embarrassed about if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt, if you're if you're if you're out there, Jeff, if you're out there, your 15 year old wrestling characters are great. We support you. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into it right now, but I I did show you some of the things that Matt Hardy has been up to recently where he's really leaning into the goofiness. Yeah. And the backyard wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, everything really comes full circle. He starts at 13 years old, having a garbage fight with his brother in the backyard. (laughs) And, you know, as of whatever it was, 2015, he's doing the same thing just with a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of budget. Chase your dreams, Matt. Yes, chase your dreams with <laughs> with drones and fireworks. 
are we just about ready to, to get a cracking on this match? Yes. So, we are watching Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. This is actually the second ever TLC match, TLC 2, from WrestleMania 17, or as we called it back in 2001, WrestleMania X7. And just to make it spicy. Just to make it spicy. <laughs> You're pluralizing with Zs, and you are mixing Roman and Arabic numerals. It was a fun time. We also had 3D Doritos, if you remember those. I do remember those. Fucked up. All right, so we're going to press play in <laughs> three, two, one, and go. All right, so we're seeing... This is, uh, this is WrestleMania, so this is the biggest show of the year, and we are seeing these rows of tables and ladders and chairs, the camera's sort of panning across them. And we see uh, the Dudley boys are our champions heading into this match. And we've got all... That's a lot of bad hair that's happening. Alright, so are you seeing the uh, all the plunder being laid out here? I am, yep. And there we've got the uh, the belt swaying in the breeze. <laughs> the indoor breeze. The indoor breeze. That's which, how we do it. Which means that they definitely hung hung that up, or I guess they maybe suspended it from this from the roof. And then they told the guy, hey, get up there in the rafters and jiggle that a little bit. Just <laughs> The head jiggler. That's right. <laughs> it's still going a little bit. Okay, so first, entering first, uh, it's the Hardy Boys, a.k.a. Team Extreme. So they've got an X and a Z in their names. Good. <laughs> Too extreme. Jeff, Jeff was pretending to be a chicken as he came in for some reason. Now yep. he's crumping? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Matt is wearing what appears to be like a transparent Freddy Krueger shirt. Yeah. With like the, the weird horizontal stripes. Jeff's got a, a mesh situation. He's got a mesh shirt tucked into his opera gloves. I don't know if there's a name for those fingerless elbow-length gloves. I'm just going to keep calling them fingerless opera gloves. Yeah, that fits. That's fine. It's just, there's a lot of nipple happening. Yeah. It's upsetting me a little bit. So here we have we have Edge and Christian coming in. Edge wearing his purple pleather trench coat. Nice. And Christian wearing his comically large sunglasses. Oh, they're so shiny. <laughs> Edge and Christian are a wet look tag team. <laughs> wet look was very big in, in 2001. They, this, they feel very like Josie and the Pussycats. You know what I mean? That sort of time period. I know very, exactly what you mean. Very saturated colors. Yeah. Christian is also wearing a mesh shirt, by the way. Mesh shirts very popular during this time period. Why? <laughs> and Christian with a with an intimidating shrug, I guess you'd call that. 
his hair looks very shiny. Well, like good shiny, not like bad yeah. shiny like the rest of it. And now we have uh, we have fireworks being launched at the stage, which seems dangerous, but. <laughs> Yeah, they have fireworks launched from the rafters at the stage, and that summons uh, Bubba and Devon, the Dudley boys, who are coming to the ring in their camouflage pajamas. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to describe it, and that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they look like commandos on a sleepover. They really do. And I, I also really like that they're wearing like, taped together glasses for some reason? Like, that's part of their image? It doesn't really advertise that they're good at this, but they've been punched too many times. Yeah, like, if you are... If one of your, your signature looks is Harry Potter before he became a wizard... <laughs> Abused magical often. Right. Oh, maybe they're just really big... Uh, Harry Potter fanboys because they are they are the Dudleys. Maybe. Maybe they maybe they just pitched being the Dursley boys and they were like, "What?" <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, so we're just sort of jumping right into it. Christian uh, looks like a banana with those tights. <laughs> he looks like a big mesh banana, and he's been thrown to the floor. And now the Dudley boys are are running wild on the Hardy boys. They're clearly the going to be the physically dominant team here. They're about twice the size of everyone else in the match. But Matt and Jeff are very agile and creative, and they're able to team up to sort of just fling themselves around. I mean, they seem to be making light work of everyone. Oh, but now there's a ladder coming out. Yeah, so Edge and Christian have the... Uh, have the ladder, so we now, what they've done is pretty deftly show us, okay, the Dudley boys are the strongest, the Hardy boys are the, are the quickest and the most agile, and Edge and Christian are the sneakiest. The most willing to hit people in the face with a ladder. Right. And one of my favorite Edge and Christian moments about to happen here... Just some light, uh, some light cock and ball torture in the middle of a pro wrestling match. Oh my god! <laughs> and then they they also uh, trip Jeff and smash his face into the chair. So that was mean. Really, uh, something for everybody for Edge and Christian. Edge looks like he's going to be the first here to try to climb a ladder. One of my favorite things about ladder matches is how tired people get. Sure. And how, like, I've never had to climb a ladder really fast, but I feel like I could climb a ladder in maybe one second. Yeah. Maybe 1.5 seconds if it's a really tall ladder. But mm -hmm. in wrestling matches, it takes, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that in, in um, the videos I watched. They were kind of taking a step and then putting their other foot on, and then kind of taking a break. Yeah, and they reach up, like, oh, am I close enough? Like, brother, you are on the bottom rung. You know you're not close enough. <laughs> Something else I noticed that happens on ladders a lot is that two people get to the top, and then they'll just, like, exchange punches. <laughs> yes. Which is bizarre to me, 
so like Matt will punch like Christian and then Christian will punch Matt and they'll just be doing that for a while yeah until somebody else comes over and dumps the whole ladder over yeah there's also a rule that if you're standing on top of a ladder and somebody starts to push it over you can't just hop off you have to fall all the way down with the ladder like a captain going down with his ship. Oh, so yeah, that, that seems mean. So Matt and Jeff now have uh, have scaled these two ladders, and they're gonna leap off in unison on top of Christian, and then remove their shirts. Oh, hello. <laughs> Matt still seems to be having a problem with his crotch. <laughs> getting right kicked in it several times. Oh, uh, spe- speaking of crotch problems, <laughs> here comes the was up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to call this out, but Devon missed Edge's crotch by about two feet. <laughs> but it still happened, so that's <laughs> Yeah, there was, it seemed like there was a lot of daylight between that, that forehead and that foreskin. Yeah. I'd just like to register how proud I am of that joke I just made. And <laughs> <laughs> so here we have the the tables now being set up. We we missed this, but one of their their popular things is Bubba will shove Devon and then say, Devon, get the tables. And this is the kind of thing that the entire audience will uh, say along with them because wrestling had a weird call and response thing going on in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, oh, oh! (laughs) And Bubba Ray grabs Jeff Hardy and throws Jeff Hardy through Edge, who's on a table. I do enjoy that they... The Hardy Boys weapons. Yes. Well, they're the lightest uh, the lightest people in this match, so they're going to be flung around a good amount. Sure, yeah. I also liked uh, Bubba went to the outside to start setting up these tables. He saw a chair on top of a table and angrily threw it. <laughs> like, no! I don't want this stinky chair. It's not as if there's a rule that he can't use the chairs. He just prefers to use the tables, which are much more ridiculous and hard to use. <laughs> so We are just watching them set up some tables now. Yeah, they've, they kind they've, of they've, suck at setting up tables. Yeah, which is weird because it's like their main job. <laughs> but they've <laughs> set up Right. They've they've set up four tables to make like I don't even know what the fuck you'd call that. It's almost like a house of cards. Of tables? I don't know what their plan was. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christian's getting flung to the floor. Um, so now we have... Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, just bludgeoning Matt Hardy with the ladder there. In not like a theatrical way, in a way that makes me think that really hurt a lot. Yeah, that looked like he just caught the edge of a of a ladder right to the temple, and not like in a spectacular way. 
So they have very clearly set up three ladders so all three of them could get up and punch each other. Oh, Jesus Christ! Did you see that Christian just fell all the way out of the ring from the top of that ladder? Yep. I don't know that he was supposed to fall out of the ring. No one else did. I don't think he was. That marks the second time in about two minutes that Christian has sailed all the way to the floor. The rest of them are just having nap time. Yeah, it, you know, it hurts to fall off a six-foot ladder, but imagine... Oh, here we go. We've got we've got the footage from up above. <laughs> I feel like it's a fight. yeah. I feel like maybe Christian thought his foot was gonna catch the rope, and then he would be yeah. like spun over and land face first on the ground. So he just tucked his leg and rolled. I mean, he did it very beautifully. Yeah. So, oh, there goes a ladder to the floor. I saw, I saw a match. I forget what show it was that I saw this on. Oh, here comes Spike Dudley. Here he comes. Yep, and he uh, attacks Edge. I saw a show, I want to say it was at Madison Square Garden, actually. Jesus Christ, Christian to the floor again. <laughs> I feel really bad for him. <laughs> but I saw, I saw a match where somebody flipped a ladder out of the ring and it absolutely hit somebody in the front row. Oh, God. And uh, I was I was at this show with uh, with my good friend and frequent guest, Ahmed, and if you're listening, bud, tell me what show this was, because I know you were there, and oh, here comes Rhino, also. It was very distressing, honestly. I can't imagine. Oof, and Rhino's just uh, running wild here. Into people. Yep, throws Matt through a table and setting up a ladder now. And uh, sets up this ladder allowing Edge to uh, to climb. Oh, and here comes Lita. Yay! With a very visible bra. With a very visible bra and a very visible thong. Like, how do you even get your thong up this high and keep it there? Like oh, That would be so uncomfortable. It's like, is there a, a thong garter? I hope not. Like, just a whole truss under there? <laughs> and very impressive move from Lita here, uh, taking Rhino to the ground. And Rhino... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Rhino gets thrown into the uh, into the ladder, which causes Edge to fall off the ladder and destroy his hamstring on the top rope there. And now we have <laughs> we have Rhino being uh, destroyed by the Dudley Boys with a sort of doomsday device. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> And we have Lita murders Spike Dudley with a chair, takes her shirt off, and then gets killed by the Dudley boys. Oh! 
So Edge throws a chair at Bubba Ray, who catches it, and then Christian swings a second chair into the first chair. I know. <laughs> Everyone's just staggering around. <laughs> I know, and it has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling. There have been almost no wrestling moves. <laughs> Did you just see that guy in the Hawaiian shirt in the front <laughs> row who looked terrified that that ladder was about to hit him? Yeah, <laughs> I would be as well. Want that shirt. That is my kind of shirt. That is a good shot. All right, so Jeff Hardy has clearly found a ladder, which is apparently about 20 feet tall, because it's the same height as the ladders that are in the ring, and he's outside the ring. How is he doing that? And he just kind of leaps to his death, driving, I think, Spike Dudley and maybe Rhino through a table. Just trying to get the extras out of the match, I guess. Yep. Yep, and that's peak Jeff Hardy. He's finding the tallest possible thing to jump off of and jumping off of it. <laughs> then hurting himself a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. Don't ask me why you would introduce another ladder into the ring when there's already three ladders in the ring. That one's a bit taller. It is a bit taller, but... It takes 20 seconds to climb a six-foot ladder, so how long is it, is it going to take 90 <laughs> seconds to climb this fucking thing? It's going to be just a full two minutes watching him climb this ladder. Yep, here we go. They're heading up. There they go. Yep, and to be fair, they're very close. They've both got a Christian and, and Devon both have a hand on the belt, and Matt moves the ladder, and they're just <laughs> dangling there, <laughs> kicking at each other like children. I'm enjoying that he didn't, like, push over the ladder. He just... He, he just walked <laughs> off with it, yeah. Oh! Oh. Devon falls, and it looks ugly. Oh, and Christian also falls. That was uh, some impressive arm strength. It was, it was hanging onto it with one arm. Yeah. Oh, and Jeff is trying to walk across some ladders now. Excellent plan. There's no way this could go wrong. <laughs> there we go. And in fact, it did not work. But he's... Here's... Jeff again. Climbing up. We have we have Edge in the ring. Jeff's got it. Oh, but once again, the ladder has been... Taken from it. What... He's got his feet under it for some reason, and he, Bubba is taking the ladder away from him. Edge is climbing the tall ladder, and... Oh, my God. Aww. With a, a massive spear from the top of the ladder, just driving Jeff Hardy to the mat. It is getting a close-up of a lot of very... Very tired young men, yeah. Yeah, very interesting facial hair happening. Yep, here we're gonna get a we're gonna get a replay of this. I love how Edge sells this when he hits the ground. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> he lands on his knees, then pops up, looks surprised, and passes out. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. So, Rhino charges into the ring, tips over the tall ladder, which has uh, Matt Hardy and Bubba Ray Dudley on it, and Chekhov's tables, which had been set up earlier in the match. They crash through those four tables and just sort of lie there. Matt looks like he has some good, genuine bruises coming out as well. Yeah, so here we're seeing the uh, the replay. Replay after replay. Yeah, and this is not the last match on the show. There's like a bunch more matches that have to happen. Like does the does the head jiggler also <laughs> be like the head smashed table cleaner? And here we go. Rhino puts Christian on his shoulders and helps him <laughs> climb up the ladder. Allowing Christian to grab the belts. And our new tag team champions are Edge and Christian and their friend Rhino. Nobody looks happy about it. Everyone just passed out. I'm very happy about it. (laughs) Everyone's just curling up into a little ball now. Yes, well, Christian has taken... He hasn't taken a lot of the spectacular... Uh, bumps in this match. Sure. Like, Christian get the rhino. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Jeff and Edge had the really spectacular spot from the top of the ladder, the spear from the top of the ladder. Jeff yeah. also jumped off the ladder and put two guys through the table. We saw Matt and uh, Bubba Ray crashed through those four tables. And if you think about it, Christian kind of took the least spectacular punishment, but he also took a lot of, a lot of punishment sort of unspectacularly, like those tumbles to the floor. Yeah. Where he did not have uh, tables breaking his fall. So that concludes the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Katie, what did you think of the tables, ladders, and chairs match? Yeah, there weren't many chairs. You're right. There's a very, uh, there's a very famous moment, you know, years later where John Cena somehow had access to a whole grip of chairs that was hanging from the ceiling and he had them all dropped on a guy. Nice. See, that's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You want a guy just crushed under a (laughs) rain of chairs. But yeah, um, it was, it was really acrobatic, which I expected because you've got the Hardy Boys in there, but it was it was appreciated. Yeah, everybody brought something to the table. Yeah. Right? You've got the uh, sort of crazy physical aggression of the Dudley Boys, you've got the sort of weaselly tactics of Edge and Christian, and you've got the sort of breathtaking Daredevil stuff of the Hardy Boys, and then you've yeah. also got the added fun of the honorary members of these teams coming out and wrecking shop. And I guess if you really think about it, Rhino was probably the deciding factor here since yeah. he was probably the most physically fit person involved in this entire match. Oh yeah. The strongest and fastest and toughest person involved in the match, despite the fact that he wasn't technically involved in the match. 
and the sort of backup that the other teams brought was about half his size. So I guess Rhino really was the deciding factor. Maybe Lita should have brought a gun. Or like a smaller brass. Or, or a bigger thong. Right. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> She could have. She could have brought like some type of action thong. Yeah. Like a utility thong, like a like Batman's utility belt. Yeah. Where it's I just rather than just sort of the little string at the top, you know, it's just very bulky with with a whole bunch of little pouches in it. Sort of smoke bombs and taser and. It's full of guns. Yes. This thong is full of guns. Yeah. <laughs> I nothing happened that was particularly unexpected, except maybe um, the cock and ball torture that happened. But even though I kind of expected what was going to happen, I really enjoyed what happened. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. just breakneck, fast pace, very cartoony kinds of violence. It wasn't quite as cartoony and slapstick as the the halftime heat match. But also, sure, there, yeah. there was no blood. You know, nobody appeared to be grievously injured. No. So it was Although it, I think there, there was a bit at the end where people were kind of trying to get off stage and kind of out of tables and stuff and looking beat up. And I'd say that like half of that was acting. <laughs> right, yes. I don't want to say, like I've seen, I've seen Matt Hardy act. He's not that great at it. <laughs> Right. So, uh, do you, what do you know about what happened to these uh, these six gentlemen after this match? Almost nothing. Well, of the six, only Devon Dudley did not win a world championship at some point. Wow. Uh, I, I would feel like he should get an honorary something. Well, he's uh, he's in the Hall of Fame for his work with the Dudley Boys, but everybody else went on to be a uh, a single star of some kind. Edge is the the most successful, I would say. Edge wound up retiring uh, kind of tragically young at like only forty years old, suffering from spinal stenosis. Meaning, like, he's fine, but if he suffers a neck injury, he could be paralyzed. Like, oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, better uh, better retire right now and start a family or whatever. Sensible. Yeah, so that's what, uh, that's what Edge did. And he retired in, like, God, almost like 10 years ago now. Retired with, like, 10 world championships to his name. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Yeah, from, like, 2005 to, like, 2010. He was one of the the biggest stars that they had, and yeah. had a, some very famous uh, some very famous moments. Chief among them probably being a storyline where he and Lita uh, were aligned with each other, and in order yeah, to celebrate that. Edge winning a world championship, they had a live sex celebration in the ring. Thankfully, I don't remember that. Yeah, Ric Flair came out and, and beat him up instead of <laughs> instead of actually going through with it but yeah it was uh it's sort of well remembered i guess not well remembered it's remembered well how about that sure yeah i'm i'm ready to just blank that out of my memory now uh christian also went on to win four world championships two with wwe two outside of it he also retired a few years after edge 
Now they have a podcast. They actually grew up together, like were best friends as kids, and got to live this dream as as pro wrestlers in their twenties and thirties. And now they're just retired guys having this podcast with their friends on it, with their their beautiful wives and their beautiful children. And it's just it's a nice ending for them. Yeah, that's the dream. I think that's the dream. The Hardy Boys are still going strong. In, uh, well, relatively. I mean, they're pretty banged up. Uh, Jeff Hardy is out with, I think, a knee injury now. Jeff won a bunch of world titles. Matt won, I think, two. And their biggest story post-tag team was definitely the insane, broken Matt Hardy storyline. Well, that's what I, I was telling you about the other day, where he his yeah. hair got really crazy. <laughs> And he started talking like this, and like, <laughs> I will delete you! Like, it. And he challenged his brother to a match in his backyard where there's drones and fireworks and a dilapidated boat. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, and Matt Hardy's this kind of demented pro wrestling genius in a way. You know, they're, they're, they've also both settled down. I was actually sitting near Matt Hardy's uh, wife and kids at WrestleMania this year. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then the Dudley boys, uh, Bubba Ray, got concerningly muscular and changed his name to Bully Ray. And, uh... It's like, got really, really, really muscular legs and started calling himself Calfzilla. That's an amazing wrestling <laughs> And so you got, you got Bully Ray, a.k.a. Calfzilla. He won a couple of, a couple of world titles with one of WWE's competitors in, I want to say like 2011-ish. And he's still around. He's wrestling for Ring of Honor now, which is a, an independent promotion in the U.S. He was actually at the show that I was talking about where a fan almost got killed by a ladder. So, you know, was that, it his fault? I don't think it was his fault. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, he was definitely there. Just pushing audience members into the way with his massive calves. Yes, with his massive calves. <laughs> and uh, and then Devon is retired, and he is. Uh, I think he's a, a backstage producer now. You know, he helps put these puts. He helps put these shows together. That's cool. His sons uh, were wrestlers for a while, so he was uh, helping to support them. I don't know if they're still. They're still plugging away at it. Lita's got her band. Spike Dudley, I think, is still working the indies somewhere. And Rhino actually also won himself a world title in, like, 2006-ish. Hooray! Briefly. And then he came back uh, to WWE a couple of years ago and did a fun little team-up with this guy, Heath Slater, uh, whose gimmick is that he's having a hard time (laughs) providing for his kids. Okay. So if you if you if you just picture a a very southern man with flat ironed hair and sunglasses wearing a t-shirt that says I got kids. 
weirdly, I was picturing that. <laughs> That's exactly like that. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Rhino just finished up his last run with WWE. So I don't know what he's uh, what he's up to these days. But that's sort of the uh, that's sort of the story of these guys. The TLC match itself is still going strong. Oh, cool! They, I'm uh, proud of everyone. Yeah, everybody did a, a great job, especially yeah. the people who had to clean up all the tables <laughs> before the next match happened because I think they only had a few minutes to do it. I hope they got paid well. So, do you have any other thoughts about Edge, Christian, Rhino, Bubba Ray, Devon, Spike, Lita? Edge, I already said Edge, Matt Hardy, or Jeff Hardy, <laughs> or tables, or ladders, or chairs, oh my. Um, I went into this kind of vaguely remembering everybody else, and having kind of more of a memory, a relatively embarrassing memory of Matt and Jeff, and I'm leaving this podcast episode with... My heart has grown three sizes. <laughs> I love all of them now. They all did a good job. Ladders were thrown around. People got beat up. I'm proud of everyone. Your heart has grown three sizes, but what about your calves? <laughs> My calves sadly are the same size. <laughs> okay, this has been another episode of I Hate Wrestling. I want to thank Katie, my guest. My pleasure. As it is always my pleasure. I want to thank my friend Corinne Dodenhoff for designing my logo. I want to thank the Novas for the use of my theme song, The Crusher. I want to remind all the listeners out there in podcast land to like, rate, review, subscribe, and comment on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and now on Spotify. Wow. Right? Very exciting. <laughs> I want you to visit me at IHWPod.com. Follow me on Twitter at IHWPod. You can follow my personal Twitter where I make non-wrestling-related jokes at Dr. Fisticuffs. And also follow me on Instagram at IHateWrestling. Katie, do you have anything you want to plug this week? Um, well, you can always find me at IamKatieLees.com. Um, I have a Twitter that's the same name, which is usually lovely positivity and sometimes occasionally wrestling um i think that's that's all i've got to offer <laughs> fantastic um you know what else i want to plug uh i actually do want to plug this and i'm, I'm so sorry it has nothing to do with pro wrestling but <laughs> there was a cartoon uh a few years ago that came out called scooby-doo mysteries incorporated and i don't know why nobody told me about the show while it was going on because it's fucking great. I think I watched that and it was fucking great. This is the one that's like, it kind of has a wink and a nod sort of acknowledgement of the tropes of Scooby-Doo. Like Fred is obsessed with traps. <laughs> His father tells him like, Fred, it's, uh, you know, you know, kids your age should be, uh, should be thinking about what they're going to do with their careers. And he goes, no, dad, kids my age love traps. <laughs> this is actually a show where Velma is like in a weird relationship with Shaggy that nobody's talking about. And Daphne is like helplessly in love with Fred, but he's too obsessed with traps. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's crazy. And I love this show so much 
Patrick Warburton is in it as a as a weary sheriff. Nice. Who's just trying to get the he's just trying to get the town on the map. They're living in a town that's like their only industry is tourism. He's trying to get people to come in to like see all the haunted attractions. And they keep solving these mysteries and taking them off the table. So the sheriff is like, well, kids, I hope you're happy. Got rid of another revenue stream. That's a stream of revenue. Well, you think that he'd like plug that. Like, come to our town. We've got like honest to God Ghostbusters who live here. Right. And also a talking dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> who goes to school with them? There was a Scooby. They were like, "Hey, we're." <laughs> it was a, it was a fun gag because they're like. They were going to go solve some mystery, and, and Fred's like, well, why don't we go right now? There's nothing going on in school. Oh, wait. Civics class. I'm failing it. <laughs> so then they had to, like, make a detour and go to school, and they brought Scooby with them, and he's just in class with them, like, at a desk. That's normal. All right, so everybody, please watch Scooby-Doo Mysteries Incorporated. It's a fucking incredible show. Um, Katie, you know how we end the show, how we end the podcast. What is your wrestling character this week? I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking about TLC as a, I don't know, a genre of wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, can I be myself as a therapist, but can I use stereotypical therapy tools to hurt people with? So, like, if I can throw somebody into, like, a fainting couch and then hit them with, like, a live, laugh, love sign, that would be, that would be me. That would be perfect. TLC, tables, ladders, and couches. Yes. <laughs> no, no. Uh, therapy, love, and couches. Yes, that's exactly it. That's what, that's what I want. <laughs> like Wyoming, which is just an enormous rectangle out west. It's a beautiful rectangle. It's a beautiful rectangle, just very square edges, all you could really ask for out of a rectangle. Real great right angles. And I think there's like 600,000 people who live there. And it's like four times the size of New Jersey. That sounds nice. Yeah, if uh, it's like really great if you like tumbleweeds and uh you know sort of sagebrush. <laughs>